When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show. I've had it with this dump. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Yep. That is basically the state of the Los Angeles Lakers as they currently exist. Let's talk it down. Let's let's get through this together. So the Lakers lost to the Miami Heat. We will talk about that. They are without half of their rotation. We'll talk about that. Um, but really, the focus of this conversation, at least at the beginning of it, the big news of the night or of the evening, depending on where you're watching uh, and or listening, is that Anthony Davis was in and out of the game with hip slash groin spasming. Um, Anthony Davis, not the first person to be dehydrated in Miami. Uh, yeah, it was a weird night. And sometimes we'll see this with AD because I know, see, I hate, I hate the use of the word narrative as it's as it's currently used, right? Where if somebody says something about a player that is widely or not even necessarily widely held, but somebody says something about a player that somebody else doesn't like, or a fan base doesn't like narrative as a word is used pejoratively. Right. But um, what a narrative is, is, you know, a stringing together of events to tell a story, right, right or wrong. And now it is uh, every time narrative is used, it's, it's considered wrong. In this case, Anthony Davis has missed time. Um, it, it, it is a narrative because the games have been missed. We can get into the context of the freak injuries that have happened, stepping on people's foots, yada, yada, yada. But Anthony Davis has missed significant time over the last few seasons and, and over the course of his career. The last two seasons, he's combined to play 96 total games. And, uh, and tonight... He was in and out of the game with, again, these groin slash hip spasms. And he kept trying to come back. He che- he kept trying to play. And like, to his credit, but I thought that, like, he kept trying to play because people talk about him in the way that they do and the way that they talk about his injuries. And I thought that I'm glad that, you know, it seems like more serious damage wasn't done. Um, but this, like, if it's a spasm thing, that's clearly a rest issue. Like he needs to, to kind of chill for a little bit, let his body rehydrate, take in some Gatorade, drink some pickle juice, whatever it is that, that helps people with spasms. 
and and yet he kept on trying to give it a go and and again to his credit for trying to get to give it that go but i don't know like it just it it led to some like a bit of a funk for the lakers that eventually they snapped out of and and got back into the game i'm not blaming him for the loss or anything like that but i just thought like the attempts at trying to bring him out and taking him or trying to bring him in and then taking him out and then taking him back out there and trying him again and pulling him out again. It was just like, what, what, what are we doing here? He can't play, you know, like it's, it's, there's a difference between a spasm and a cramp, you know, and, and, and with a cramp, right. With a cramp, you can, you know, you can stretch it out. You can rehydrate. You're going to be sore as shit in the next day, but you can, you know, generally kind of stretch and, and, and give it another go, but spasms, Man, I I dealt with spasms. Back spasms are crippling. I remember one time I was like young. I was still in shape. It, that that happened once upon a time for those of you who were watching live and in shock at that concept. But it, it you know, I dealt with uh, back spasms because I grew like eight inches or so. Like I, you know, entered high school 5'10", or I entered high school five foot nothing. And by like my junior year i was like five uh nine or so and and you know the body isn't really supposed to to grow that fast and 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 my back i just had a really bad back for a long time and i remember um i was playing at a gym one one day and i went to cross over and my back seized up completely spasmed up and i walked out of there like an 87 year old person you know needing a walker and um, if this is indeed a spasm and not just like a cramp, and I don't think it's a cramp, they, they use the word spasm here. Uh, then it, this isn't the kind of thing that AD was just going to be like, all right, let me stretch and get back out there. And nope, no, this is, it was just frankly a giant waste of time to keep on throwing him out there. And again, it, it I thought that it led to a bit of a funk because the rest of the team is like, all right, Hey, hey, how about that? AD's out. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, he's back out there. Uh, no, 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 he's not going to go. Oh, fuck. We still have a game. <laughs> it was just the whole vibe in the second half was super weird. And, you know, clearly this was a game that the Lakers could have won, you know, um, and we'll talk uh, a little bit later about the execution um, as the Lakers again lost in Miami 108 to 107. But um, I just it was I, I didn't understand the way that they were trying to to get him back out there here and you know frankly the way that the lakers have handled injuries so far this season has left a lot to be desired right you had jared vanderbilt who was day-to-day for basically all of preseason will have missed the first couple weeks of the season and and apparently there is no like return in sight there and we were just led to believe that he was basically okay until he wasn't um, and then Rui Hachimura, right? They said that he had an eye contusion. And then Darvin Ham lets it slip that he's in the concussion protocol. And then here you have Anthony Davis, where he's, uh, you know, he non-contact injury. And, you know, he, he walks right off of the court after it. And then he tries to give it a go. And then he, it doesn't work out. I just, where's the, where are the experts here? Like when, when do they like get to do their jobs and do them well? Let's try that. Let's bring in some people 
who understand what the fuck they're doing as it pertains to people's injuries and let them do their jobs. Cause I don't think that's how an expert would have handled that situation. And I say that because I was sitting next to an expert who was saying it's a spasm. He can't play. He won't be able to play. He'll try one or two. Yep. Yeah. See, there he goes. Jen was Jen, the doctor in this family was like, what are they doing? And I'm sitting here like, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see. Anyway, back to the actual basketball here. Uh, this was a, a, an ugly finish to the game. Uh, the Lakers and Heat were scoring pretty well throughout, right? You had uh, 66 total points in the first quarter. You had 55 total points in the second quarter. And uh, the Lakers really struggled in the third. So you had, uh, and that was, you know, that like funk that we talked about, right? That's while AD was coming in and going out of the game um, as often as he was. 20 total points in the third quarter for the Lakers, 28 for, for Miami. And then the Lakers turned it on in the fourth, 28 points for them and only 18 for Miami. So the Lakers had opportunities, um, most notably, you know, the last few possessions, the Lakers were within one. They got the stops that they needed. Um, Austin missed one. He had one possession where he only touched the ball. He went around a screen, pump faked. Hero was kind of out of position. Austin was kind of out of rhythm, and I thought he took kind of a forced three there, um, but that missed short. And then the next possession, LeBron created a three for Austin that he could have rotated the ball over, and I thought that the fact that he could rotate the ball uh, maybe for a better look, um, I thought that kind of threw him out of rhythm. It was one of those where he's like, I'm shooting. Okay. And, and um, it just, it, it, it didn't quite look right. Again, the ball goes off the front of the rim and, and clangs off. So again, the Laker, and then the Lakers got another stop and the, the game remained at 108, 107 for there for a little while. And, uh, and the next play was LeBron um, getting into the paint, kicking the ball out, to a shooter in, in the corner. Unfortunately, that shooter was Cam Reddish. And I am here to tell you, once everybody in Miami saw that Reddish uh, was was open there and, and everybody in the Irwin house saw that Reddish was open there, was like, well, yeah, that's why he's open. And and he missed it. It looked good. It looked like it had a chance, but I, I it um it was online. It hit the back of the rim. So it, he put a decent stroke on the ball for, for Cam Reddish's standards. But uh, it did not go in the Lakers lose and look, the Lakers got to within one, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it, at one point down the stretch of the game, the Lakers got back to within like one point or so. Um, when LeBron got the ball on the wing, basically jo uh, dribbled Josh Richardson into the basket for an and one. And that was the last attempt that the Lakers took either at the free throw line or at the rim. And, uh, you know, I know the Lakers didn't have AD out there and, and in Miami is a very good defensive team, but I thought that the Lakers settled for some threes down the stretch where all you need is two points. You're only down by one. I don't know why there seemed to be very, uh, they were very hesitant to get the ball. You know, the, the one play that I was talking about where Austin kind of dribbled and dribbled and dribbled and then pump faked and then shot a three after coming around the screen, the ball never got below the free throw line on that possession. Um, 
the other one that Austin shot again, it was like a LeBron kind of, uh, you know, two man action with Austin ball never crosses, gets below the three throw line and Austin shoots that off rhythm uh, three. And then the, the, the last possession it did get below the free throw line and it was a good look, but for the Lakers to never attempt a shot in, in the, at anywhere near the paint, um, in, in that stretch was, was pretty disappointing, especially given how physical LeBron is. Um, I, I, I thought that that was a bit of a missed opportunity there, but I, I guess credit to the Lakers for, for fighting the way that they did against a team in Miami that, um, was just in the conference finals last year will likely be a playoff team this year. Um, and, and is very good at what they're trying to do, but, uh, it is tough to walk away from Florida going, you know, and, and going, Oh, and two in Florida where one of your games was a blowout against the magic. And then the next game was a very winnable one against Miami. Um, and especially one where see LeBron played, yeah, he played 37 minutes again in this one, uh, 30 points, um, you know, four boards, three assists, three blocks, um, for, for LeBron in this one. Uh, 37 minutes is just too much. And, and it's taking every single one of those minutes for the Lakers to stay close in these games. And uh, you know, one of the things that I thought coming into the season was that the Lakers would be a little bit better in the non LeBron minutes because you had Austin, because you have D'Angelo Russell, that is not proven to be the case. And again, tonight, you know, LeBron was a, well, he wasn't team high. He was a plus six on the, the on the game. Prince was a plus 13. Uh, but the Lakers continue to just kind of gush points when he isn't on the court. That needs to change ASAP, immediately. Um, the other, the other aspect of this that look, I don't, I don't want to be complain about the referee guy, but um, it was weird. Like one thing I look for when I when uh, I am going to discuss refereeing is out of character reactions from players, right? D'Angelo Russell getting ejected that doesn't happen very often. Darvin Ham getting a tech that doesn't happen very often. Even LeBron at one point they gave him a delay a game tech, um, but you know he was he was certainly making it known. He got hit on the face. That was the play that led to Darvin Ham. Uh, having getting getting the the T called on him, it was just it was just a weirdly refereed game. And one of the notes that I would kind of make from it, and one of the things that kind of drives me kind of crazy is um, the referee in this one, whose name I probably should have looked up and uh, did not. But the re- the the referee in this one, who was wearing number sixty, uh, kept on calling T's. Uh, in situations that he had nothing to do with, uh, the, the, the T that he threw D'Angelo Russell out in, well, he walked across the court as Russell and he was demonstrative. And I don't, I obviously couldn't hear what Russell was saying, but he was making the complaint that Miami kicked the ball that led to a turnover that led to a, a bucket in transition for, for Miami. Russell was frustrated over the missed call and without having the context of being a part of the conversation before that referee walks over and, and gives that T and then same thing happens there for LeBron where he's having a conversation um, after not getting a call on one end and then having a call made on him on the other. 
and he's having this conversation and the other guy kind of swoops in and, and makes that call. It was just kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like the way that any of that was really handled. And, and I thought that there were some weird calls on, on both sides of it where um, I still think referees are, are figuring out the, the rule book this year because it changes as often as it does. And that's led to some inconsistencies um, even beyond some of the things that kind of drive us crazy where, you know, LeBron has one set of calls made for or against him and small people on, on the basketball court have a different set of calls that get made for them. So um, I don't, I'm not going to go any further than that, but I do think that the fact that the Lakers reacted as often and as, as demonstratively as they did in this one would indicate to me that the refereeing was a special kind of weird or bad, whatever you want to call it. And, and in a one point game, that stuff matters, right? That like, even, even like for Miami, like Miami fans would, would fans would probably say, well, Bam had that stupid pull up on the rim after the dunk foul or whatever. Um, which like, if you're going by the letter of the law compared to the one that, uh, who had it was it Hayes I think Hayes had it where had he not pulled up on the rim he was he would have fallen and hit his head um this one was was bam like pulling up on the rim or whatever but it's still like a look at me call from the refs I just thought a lot of this game was it was a really weird rhythm to it throughout in part because of the ref in part because of the Anthony Davis injury slash not injury thing and uh I just you know it is what it is, I guess. The last, I guess, the, the the zooming out, right, the biggest story here for the Lakers early in the season right now is where is everybody, right? Uh, Gabe Vincent out. In this one, D'Angelo Russell was thrown out, so the Lakers didn't have any true point guards out there. Austin Reeves tried to... to, to Set step into that um and you know not quite successfully i would say down the stretch of the game i didn't really thought i i didn't think that they he did a very good job of getting the lakers into any kind of uh sets or or organization on that side of the court and frankly all season the the organization like they they're doing this five out thing and um it's a very egalitarian approach, right? Like it's a very, it, it's, you know, basketball socialism, right? Everybody gets to stand out on the perimeter. Let's see where it goes. And, and it's all this movement and it's all this instinctual stuff. Um, and that's fine with teams that have played for years together, but that hasn't been the case, right? With these Lakers, even the returning core had only been together to return together after playing, you know, all of a couple months last season together. And, and this year it just, it really feels like the Lakers are, you know, still at this point in the season, they've played, uh, they've played seven games and they're still kind of numbering their steps out there. And, uh, look, the, the system is the system. They are going to do what they are going to do, but it is starting to feel to me like the Lakers back when Mike Brown was the head coach. And he tried to implement the Princeton offense when the Lakers had Kobe and they had Nash and they had um, Powell and and Dwight in in our test on that team and and it just this 
I kind of understand what they're doing here, but I I am growing kind of frustrated and watching all of these so many possessions where you know possession by possession it's hard to figure out what the Lakers are even trying to do. So um you know and it's tough with so many guys missing as much time as they have here, right? It is tough to to find those instincts together when when you don't get very much practice time and these guys are in and out of the lineup because of injuries. So I think that's playing a role here as well. But the offense as it currently exists is pretty uninspiring to me to this point. Um, that is going to just about do it here. The Lakers are, you know, in, in action again um, in, on let's see today is Monday, Wednesday. They will be playing at Houston. We'll see who is available for that one. Um, we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. Harrison and I are going to record tomorrow afternoon. And hopefully by then we'll have some more information on Anthony Davis and whether that hip slash groin seized up on him again. And if he'll be able, if that's going to be something that he is going to just have to deal with until he doesn't, um, which is kind of the case with spasms in my experience. They're just like, man, I really wish these would go away. And then one day you realize like, I haven't had one in a little while. Um, And maybe that's going to be the case here with, with AD and, and whatever the Lakers can do to make that be the case sooner would be great. But we'll, as it stands right now, just kind of keep you posted. And then, you know, for the, the look ahead here, uh, you know, whether it's Rui, whether it's Vanderbilt, whether it's Jackson Hayes, I guess Darwin did say heading into this one that had the Lakers really needed Hayes more, he maybe could have gone if it was a more pressing situation that Hayes maybe could have given it a go, um, but that they decided to be, uh, you know, a little extra cautious here. So if that's the case, you would have to think that the Lakers are going to be more cautious with Anthony Davis and maybe bring Hayes back so that the Lakers have two centers to go into their game against Houston. Um, but we'll see. Well, we, we just have to wait and see what that information looks like. Um, so until that, uh, until that point, we're all just kind of stuck here, hoping, waiting, wishing, and not really knowing, you know, because of, of, because of the way that the Lakers have handled injury information to this point, I guess we'll just see who shows up on Wednesday. That's going to do it though. Uh, until tomorrow. I'm Anthony Irwin. Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's and please get healthy. Good Lord. It's freaking November 6th. (laughs) What is going on?